and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast that talks about all of Blizzard's games because we like watching Blizzard. Uh, with me this week, as always, are two magnificent co-hosts. Um, first up, the editor-in-chief of Blizzard Watch and our overall commander and master and loud person, Alex Zebart. Hi, Alex. What have you been doing this week? Loud person? Uh, I've been doing a whole lot of uh, nothing interesting to talk about. I've been working on some various projects for Blizzard Watch that aren't games or anything, and uh, I haven't been fortunate enough to get into any alphas or betas. So it's just a lot of work, not much else. All right. Uh, also with us this week, uh, as is customary, she's an editor of the site. She does just about everything. And Stickney. And uh, I know you're in the alpha. Yep. I sure am. I got the notification feel- that the alpha was available while I was out shopping for turkey. Because Thanksgiving is this week. Yes. Did you, did you, like, did you run know, home and get it? Did you know turkeys that aren't frozen cost way more than turkeys that are frozen? Yes. Yes. I told you this Why? yesterday. That doesn't make any sense. But all right, that's irrelevant. I'm angry <laughs> about on, it, but it's irrelevant. For that, for that matter, it also depends on like who's raising the turkey, how they're raising the turkey. If it's like one of those rare turkeys that isn't um, bred in such a way as to be massive. Like modern turkeys are huge compared to the original well, like, turkey. Like okay, I'm talking the same brand of Genio turkey. One mm. is still frozen, and one they took out of the freezer a week ago. One is the one fresh, they took out of the freezer costs more. Yeah, a fresh turkey yep. is always going to cost more than a frozen turkey. I wouldn't even call it fresh. They just took it out of the freezer earlier. Yep. Did they label it as fresh? No. They didn't label it as fresh. It's not fresh. It's just okay, not Okay, that's frozen. a little weird. Well, no, actually, that sort of makes sense. Because the thing is, is if you buy a frozen turkey right now, you're never going to thaw it by Thanksgiving, unless it's a very small turkey. Except I ended up getting a frozen one, and it's already unfreezing. Okay. I bought yeah. it. I bought it this morning, and it, it, it's fine. This morning? She said right now. Right now is right now, not Right this now morning. is right now. How okay, big right the now, turkey? but it's yeah. like 15 pounds. Okay, so that's not a huge turkey. And the unfrozen ones were about 12 pounds. Yeah. So, I don't get it. But again, this is completely irrelevant. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure that other people listening to this are going to be having Thanksgiving, or at least some of them. Yeah, Canadians but... <laughs> won't be, obviously. By this, point, by this point, when they actually hear this, when it's been put up on iTunes and everything... It'll be the night before Thanksgiving, so they probably know yeah. everything they ever wanted to know about turkey already. All through the house, another creature was stirring because they had to cook a lot of things. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, top stories this week. Well, um, the biggest story is that aforementioned Legion Alpha dropping. Yep. Uh, I don't think any of us saw that coming. Uh, I certainly... I was, as Ian pointed out, she was at the store. We're having um, her hideous blizzards up here because the actual blizzards, not the company. Like, literal, <laughs> like, you know, like the weather, snow. The weather variety. Yes, I'm actually performing a blizzard watch right now by looking at my window. <laughs> and um, That's we're, we're the joke, of... by the way. That's why I picked the name blizzard watch. <laughs> That's the joke. It's weather. I know. I, we got it. You know, a lot of people it. don't get it, and it bothers me. But at any rate, so I was actually outside shoveling um, when my phone went off. I don't I don't normally look at my phone when it does. I ignore it because I hate my phone and I hate that it keeps trying to get me to look at things and interact with things while I'm trying to do stuff in the world. But in this case, I hate shoveling snow even more than I hate my phone. So I'm like, all right, I'll take the opportunity to look at my thing. And I saw there's a little little head and I'm like, I think that's actually the sound I made. Like I, I turned into a murloc. I'm like, so I have to, I'm that like running really upstairs. Good 
I actually just do a lot better. But I, I lost how to do it. There's like a thing in your throat. But anyway, so I ran upstairs and I started downloading immediately. And I'm sitting there going, can I tell anyone about this? Is this secret? I sent Alex this message on, on Twitter, this direct message going, can I tell anyone about this? Or what do I do? And he didn't respond. Oh, so you I'm, sent me a direct message? Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, oh, God, I don't know. Can I talk about it? Then everyone started, tweet, t- started tweeting that they were in. So I'm like, I guess we can talk about it. Like. I'm just yeah. going crazy. I never get into anything. Like I didn't get any alphas. And then of course, you know, so that, that happened. And that's a big, uh, and it's actually done it both, both at BlizzCon and recently. So I'm going to throw it to you. Were you expecting it at all? And were you expecting it to basically just be the demon hunter stuff? Was I expecting it? Yes. Because they had just, I mean, obviously they'd put the information on the servers where the data miners could get to it. Right. So and- we had that whole information dump going on. And the, there's the developers and the server engineers that were teasing it on Twitter like a week ago. And clearly they expected it to go up a week ago and then it didn't. So it's like, well, something went wrong, clearly. So it's going to be soon. See, I couldn't tell if they were talking about that or if they were talking about the Overwatch beta weekend. I figured it was like either one. But yeah, they, they I mean, they've been talking about it. So it, it, I kind of expected it. Um I didn't expect it the week of Thanksgiving, although given what yeah. little we've been given, I don't think they're going to open up anything else until after Thanksgiving is over with because nobody's yeah, going to be there. Unlikely. They're going to be off, you know, eating turkey and doing that whole four day weekend thing. Probably. It does seem like a very strange thing, like way to start the alpha in that. Um, the only thing that's playable is the BlizzCon demo, except yeah. the people who can data mine have like, half the expansion already. They can mm-hmm. data mine all of that. But there's almost nothing playable. Yeah. That is really weird. But I, but I, I can't eyeball the by, wardrobe and everything else, which is fun. So. Yeah, what I thought was really interesting um, was how polished this is for an alpha test. Yep. I mean, I guess it was polished so it could be run at BlizzCon, but still. It's yeah, like, that's the thing. I haven't like had a single game-ending bug at all. Nothing. Nothing that even prevented me from like finishing a quest or an objective. Usually, I'm like, you know drenched in those but this well i get error 32s but that was mostly because i was looking at maps for the broken isle that probably i shouldn't have been looking at to begin with maybe yeah, i don't know i just know that, that i didn't have any like i got through i i ran through it three times and three different characters before i decided to start messing around so my fourth character started just just demon gliding everywhere yeah. i guess a demon hunter plays so much better than i given given that this was the blizzcon demo they're not going to put anything in the demo or let anybody play anything that doesn't work. No, they, don't, they don't want people at BlizzCon, at these demo stations that are potentially members of the press or whatever, getting constant crashes and bugs. That wouldn't be a great way to show I'm off their game. still no. impressed, you know, in general about how the Demon Hunter actually plays. Like, I thought this is one of the few times that the, the, they've done a leveling thing where you get your abilities and it feels right. Yeah. You don't feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, help me! The, the abilities come when they should. You you expand out quickly. Um, you get your talents in time. You get your specialization all through the questing. And it and in just in general, this is a very smooth playing melee class. Like, uh, I actually had I I haven't again. I'm not in the alpha, but I played at BlizzCon. I actually had a problem that I was getting spells so quickly I didn't know where to put them yet. Yeah. It didn't just automatically put them on your bar. For well, you? it put them on the bar, but they're not in a way that I would want to use them. And so many of the spells were cool and did useful things that 
while I was sitting at a demo station, I wasn't able to arrange them how I wanted and figure out what was useful and what wasn't. Yeah, I think it that was, benefits from it was being kind of home. an overload. On the when just playing at home in the alpha, it actually works fine. Okay, but I, I can see what you're saying because I did have to move a few things around. I beam, you need to be like up front when you need to get that closer to the front. You want to be hitting that button when it when you've got the focus for it. Yeah, and uh, I guess part plus, of it was I didn't have my keybinds because like I didn't have my, my my interrupt couldn't be on my at home interrupt key mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. But in general, um, I was. I was surprised that they came out this week. Uh, I'm getting the sense that everybody else is more cynical than I am. But uh, I, well, was, I mean, I yeah. was I was expecting that they were going to do it. I just I didn't think that they do it so close to Thanksgiving. I figured the closer we got to Thanksgiving, the more I thought, okay, they're going to go ahead and like Monday after Thanksgiving or something, they'll drop it then. I, I wasn't yeah. expecting them to go. Here you go on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as you know. It, we, right now, there's nothing to really talk about besides that aforementioned Demon Hunter. You can't even roll anything else. Nope. Um, Just the so, Demon Hunter. Which, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not surprised that there's not a lot to test at the moment, but I, you know, I will admit to a limit, but, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. I uh, figure also, it will be I guess, long before they open up other things. It's just, you know. Yeah. Uh, also this week, um, the, you already mentioned it, but it's a huge story, so we should probably talk about it some more. They've, uh, the data miners have already had gotten this this build and it started taking it apart and because it was put on the uh the, the servers last week so there's been a ton of data mining we're not going to talk about any store story spoilers so if that's what you're looking for it's not going to happen not for a while anyway it's just way too early um and 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 i want you to repeat what you talked about in the pre-show because it was it's kind of important about like from the last beta and and data mining what do you mean story oh stuff. oh well i mean it's too early to look at anything and get worked up about it one way or the other just because i remember i mean okay you can go back as far as cataclysm i think it was cataclysm wasn't it where ramas was supposed to be the traitor to the horde or whatever and did he ever turn out to be no but it was data mined and in the warlords alpha there was a whole bunch of dialogue that was data mined that showed the great romance going on between Ural and Mirad. And did that ever make it to live? No, it was I'm just data mined. Yeah, it's just data mined material. That's all it is. It's just data mined material. It doesn't actually exist until it comes out in release. And yeah, I mean, we've got no guarantee already... that anything we're we're seeing right now is is even going to see the light of day. It's just stuff I'd, that's I'd, there. Yeah. I'd be surprised if we didn't see a version of Mardoon like the, that's pretty close to what we've got now. Yeah. But they have ripped out entire zones and redone them. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Pandaria Beta, they straight up yanked. Yeah. They yanked it. The whole zone they took out and redid. And it was near the so, end of the beta, too. They, they locked yeah. it down for quite a while and, and worked on it. And when it came yeah. back, it didn't look anything like it did. There were whole sections yeah. up on the north and the south that changed dramatically. Like, if you were playing in the beta at the time, they basically just ported you to the next zone and said, go from here. Yep. Yeah, and um, Cataclysm, they were, like, as long as Vashir is now, they removed half of that zone. Yeah, Yeah. it was a lot longer. (laughs) Vashir had, like, after the Battle Maiden, there was an extended period of questing that they they pulled. Every quest chain of Vashir, like, every quest chain of Vashir is about half as long as it used to be. Like, yeah, way and, early in Cataclysm. Like, super early. All of those questions of Ashir had a lot more steps and a lot more, uh, like, detailed story to them. And they just shortened everything. And keep in mind, Vashir is still crazy long. Oh, yeah. But it, it was, was even longer. <laughs> ori- original Vashir was like an expansion unto itself. 
Yeah, you could literally have leveled to like I don't know, like 85. You could have leveled the whole way there. It felt like in rush year when it first came out. It I was. Think you could have gone there. Yeah, it. It was not just, I mean, Alex already told you, like, they, they, they shortened every quest chain. In addition to that, there was a there was a significant chunk of questing after you went up and came back down that they took out. They just flat out took it out because it was, it it was getting to the point where I was, at one point, I was desperate to get out of Hushir. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, is this zone ever going to end? They nailed any, the like, whole, we're trapped underwater thing yeah. and the whole sense of desolation because it was like, am I ever going to see the sky again? Or am I going to be down up, here forever? And then you went up and you thought, finally, I'm out. And then you and were And no, out. that was like the first half. It was the end of the first yeah. half. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh my god, they're sending me back down. I don't want to go back more? down. <laughs> I, I still do quite enjoy that zone, but there's a definite uh, difference between Vashir and, like, Hyjal. Yeah. Uh, I, have I, I'll give Vashir credit for being one of the best. I uh, like it. I still like it. But yeah, that so that basically, that's that's our little caveat to you about data mining. That being said, we've seen a ton of new models. We've seen, a, like, a ton of... We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have half of the information. We've we've seen alternate models for all of the uh, arc, the artifacts. Just Those a ton legendaries. of stuff. Those legendaries yes. are crazy. Yep. World drop legendaries. Like at this point, you know, remember when back in in vanilla we had world drop epics and we thought they were the they were the, the bee's epic, knees. The world drop epics. If you got one of those, it was like, whoa! I can finally afford a mount. Yeah. <laughs> My wife and I. Seriously, this is a true story. My wife and I were were on our way to AQ forty for our nightly raid like back then we would raid like five days a week and we were on our way to aq to pound our head against Cthune, and we get attacked by the the twilight jerks on the way there so we kill them all and they drop that 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 purple staff with the spinny ring on the top of it yeah uh, i don't remember the name but they dropped that staff and the two of us looked at each other neither of us had an epic mount yet and it was like <laughs> i love you i love you too roll Ah, she got it. <laughs> she's like, "Yay, epic mount for me!" And I'm like, "I, you don't, you love me. I'm gonna take my staff now and get my mount." And she totally did. And then for like weeks, she had an epic mount. And I'm yeah. like, "I'll see you at raid run." I'm like, "I'm gonna ride on my pokey sixty percent pony." <laughs> so yeah, that that was the case back then. Those things, those things could make or break you. Apparently now they're legendary. They have some ridiculous effects, like ridiculously good effects. Isn't there a hat that basically just lets you summon anything? Uh, yeah. Hat? There's like a there's an item that lets you mind control or make a pet out of anything that has less maximum health than you do. There's a bunch of legendaries that just give you a free talent from your class. Um, there's some boots that, as long as you are standing still, you get ridiculous healing. Uh, so like if you're a rogue and you don't move, your health just skyrockets. Yep. Uh, there's some pretty crazy ones. And the stats on them are so ridiculous, I'm sure we're getting another item squish after Legion. Probably. It does seem likely. I mean, we're already looking at items that are going to have over 3,000 of a primary stat at some point in Legion. Hooray! Big numbers! I honestly, I was expecting it because the the pre-Warlord stat squish, one thing it did was it flattened out everything from 1 to, like, 90. Mm-hmm. But then everything after 90 has been, you know, doing the exact same thing we had before anyway. Yeah. And we've been having stat inflation this whole time. So it feels like that's just something they're going to keep doing. It's like every couple of expansions. Okay, flatten everything out. We know it, how to do it now. Just the the jumps in power are so ridiculous. Uh, 
And because they keep adding more raid tiers, so they need to keep adding leaps in power. Like, they just yeah. keep yeah. doing it. And they cited that as being the problem to begin with, but they're going to do it anyway. Whatever. Yeah. But so there, there's that. That happened this week. That's a big deal. Um, there was also the Overwatch open beta weekend, which I got into. Uh, I didn't get too much of a chance to play thanks to life, but I did get to run in and get killed a lot. Um, yeah, I have found out I don't know how to play Overwatch yet. Reinhardt I liked, but I just everybody was killing me. Just left, right, and center. Yeah, just, I got into the weekend for Overwatch. Yeah, um, that's it. I only got the weekend. I yeah, actually. it's brutal, man. Um, Blizzard has always had that thing where their games are super easy to get into. Overwatch did not feel like that to me. Maybe it's different if you're playing with a group of friends. See, I think it, it's part of the problem is that they were fighting people who've been in the beta the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't play it all this weekend just because I had other things that I was working on. But I don't know. See, when I started playing, because I got in the beta beta, and when I started playing, it was difficult for like the first, I think, couple of days that I was playing. But I was also playing with Mitch and Maticus, which made it more fun. Yeah, Overwatch is like, okay, I want to try this hero and see what their powers do and kind of figure it out. And I get into a match and I'm just dead the whole time. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I guess I can that's learn the, this character pretty yeah, well. Yeah, that's the only thing that I don't quite like about it right now is that when they do introduce new heroes, you have to either pick them up really super fast or you have to go into, like, just make a private game that's just you yourself and nobody else so you can practice with the controls. Yeah, like uh, I didn't get to play. Yeah, I didn't get to play a lot, but in the times I did get to play, I was. I think when I was playing with Mitch, I was McCree because I just had another person, and that was okay. When it was solo, the other days of the test, I pretty much just stuck with Reinhardt and Zarya because they can. They have shields and high health, and I could feel a little more effective in that I am a big wall. That even if I'm not hurting anybody, I have a giant shield, and that's helpful. But beyond that, I, I really didn't feel like the game gave me any chance to learn how to do anything. It definitely doesn't feel like Heroes where there's a lot of tutorial and a lot of... I don't want to say hand-holding, but Heroes definitely feels like it, it like eases you in. Before there's it like a you short tutorial sure. for Overwatch, but it's a really short tutorial. And Anna points out in Twitch chat that I got a play of the game with McCree, and I don't think that counts, because that was his ultimate that one-shots people. <laughs> so I just got lucky. It's hard. <laughs> right. Whenever and you I hear that, just run. Right time. <laughs> And the other guys didn't run away, so they kind of killed themselves. All right, so uh, at this point, we're going to move on to some emails. As is usually the case, please send all your emails to podcast at blizzardwatch.com, and we'd love to talk to you and, and hear your emails and try and answer them. Uh, we're going to start off with a couple of Patreon emails, because as we've always promised, if you, you know, you're a patron of your Patreon of the site, we like, we give you first crack on things like the podcast and the queue and so forth. So this first one is from... Vin Sanity of the Q, Nezingware US. So, hello, watchers. Now that the Legion data mining is underway, it feels like Blizzard has given a lot of attention to providing interesting and useful talent choices to bolster the growing class fantasy immersion sentiment that is making its way around the forums. I think this is fantastic. Far too long the question, which talent should I take, or which stash should I invest in, has been answered with the one that gives you the best DPS slash threat slash heals. This is great and all, but it really homogenizes the player base and it removes our individuality. Because why won't you pick that talent if it lowers? Why would you pick that talent if it lowers your DPS? Well, maybe I like the idea of that talent or that proc or this trinket 
uh, and I'm not as worried about stats as I am about my character being fun to play. Thoughts? Uh, keep up the good work and have a happy holiday season. Warmest regards, Vincenity of the Q, Nezingwar in the U.S. Um, I'm going to let you guys talk first, see what you guys think before I, I chime in. I, I like what I'm seeing for, in most cases, I will say, I like what I'm seeing for these talents and spells and so forth. But I also think there's always going to be a best choice when we're talking about like high-end, bleeding-edge rating. There's always going to be a best choice, because that's just how these games go. These people look for what is ideal in most situations, and what is going to give you like 0.5 DPS more. Uh, there will always be best choices. So uh, if you're that kind of player, that's just what you're going to have to deal with. For everybody else, yeah, I do think this stuff looks like a lot of fun, and it's going to be a lot of fun to play with. Uh, I don't agree with the direction of Shadow Priest, but uh, I don't play a Shadow Priest anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter. Everything else is pretty great. And it's like there's always going to be that group of you know either well no not so much the PvP anymore because PvP is kind of getting their own talent system this time around so they don't have to worry about it. But when you're looking at it from the perspective of doing any kind of like high end rating, there's always going to be one talent or one spell or one rotation that you want to stick to because that's going to give you the optimal DPS. And even if it's only like a tenth of a percentage better than the other option there, you still want to take it because that tenth of a, of a percentage could give you, you know, the world first or server first or whatever it is you're looking for in your particular guild. Um, personally, I like just picking what's fun for me. <laughs> so I'm kind of looking forward to it. I, I don't know what you mean about the direction of Shadow Priest, I think they're going in an interesting place. Uh, um, I always, I mean, it could just be my interpretation of Shadow Priest was wrong. I used to play Shadow Priest, and they always struck me as like, uh, like their, their own kind of psionic stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, bringing the old gods into it seems really weird to me. The whole connecting that's not the what void, priests are about. Yeah, connecting the whole thing together with the whole old god thing that feels a little weird to me. But yeah, like they I'm went willing from to give mind- it the benefit of the doubt right now because they haven't really given us the only thing that Shadow Priest had going into it, like lore wise from a class fantasy standpoint, was that whole cult of the Forgotten Shadow that never really had any definition yeah. other than this kind of vague concept of, well, this one priest was looking at this kind of magic and then they went and they found this other thing and then all of her works got shuffled away and then they found them late. You know, it was, there was never anything really, it was just an explanation. There was no meat to it or anything. So Shadow Priest always struck me as like, my mind is better than your mind. And now Shadow Priest is like, my mind is riddled with old God crap and I've gone insane. I don't know what I'm doing and it's horrible. Yeah, (laughs) it's a very strange thing. Like I said, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt to see what they do with it because I'm interested in seeing where they go with it. It's a weird. It's a weird. Funny is having the dominant mind to having your mind be dominated by old gods is. I think it loses. For me, it loses the fantasy rather than is is the fantasy. That's actually exactly what D and D did with psionics. They created the far realm and had unknowable alien monstrosities over in it, and it was linked to psionics. So. That's just something that I think has been in, well, part of Psionic characters for like 10 years now. So I'm not surprised that it did. But for me, it's funny because one of the things about rating the past couple of expansions has been that there usually isn't one good talent for like all fights. There's usually like three or four kinds of fights. And there's usually a good talent for each kind of fight. Like, are we going to get a tank and spank? Almost never. If you get a tank and spank, this talent's... Uh, is it going to be streaming ads? Yes, it's going to be streaming ads. Okay, then this talent's good. Wait, 
The streaming ads take place in phases. Sometimes there's single target phases, and sometimes there's high damage phases. Okay, then this talent. That's something I've, I've since Miss Pandaria that we've been getting more and more of that. Um, yeah. Uh, what really comes to mind for me, at least, is the final tier of Mr. Pandaria Siege of Orgrimmar, which mixed up the fights to the point where you, I was switching talents every like other fight. Like I was constantly switching my talents. Oh, we're we're gonna do the dark shamans now, the the two shamans. Okay, I definitely want the the I want like not AOE talents because I'm were not you tanking be AOE or were you doing DPS? I was DPSing and then I was tanking. Okay. Uh, so th- th- it got even worse, uh, you know, as I had to like switch over my role. But that's the, the, because th- that's the way talents have worked for me, at least this long time. One of the things I'm loving is that you no longer need um, any kind of reagent to switch your talents. Uh, yeah. And you can just switch them whatever you want. And you can have as many specs as you have specializations to spec into. Like if you're if you're a druid, you've got four specializations. You can have four specs. You can have one of each. Or you can have four feral specs if that's what you want to do. Uh, I don't know why, but you could do that. Um, and Dru- because are, of, we're talking about druids, somebody's gonna. Yeah, but my point is just that I, I think it's interesting in terms of talent choice because of this, and because they have different talents for every spec now. Like I, I can only speak. I've only really looked at, at warriors, but arms has a bunch of different ones from from fury has a bunch of different ones from prot, and there's some that are the same. There's some that are different. Uh, I like that it forces you to not take the, you know, your arms warrior can't take every single same DPS talent as your fury warrior. They're just not there. There's different talents available and there's less of a feeling like of, okay, I'm always going to take this one for single target. Cause there's like two different variant single target talents in this one tier. I'm like, which one's really better? Like I'm looking at them going, I honestly don't know. I don't know which one of these is going to be better. I'm sure they'll eventually figure it out. But I like the confusion, not confusion, but I like the the wiggle room. Like, do I want a talent where I'm just going to get another attack or do I want a talent that's going to add a damage over time thing? Because that can be better or worse depending on the fight. Like, am I going to have a lot of uptime on this guy? If I'm going to have a lot of uptime on this guy, then an extra attack is great. Is he what is he one of those guys who constantly moves around because there's fire on the ground and I'm going to have to, like, watch him run away and I can't hit him at all for like five seconds while he gets repositioned. Then the D.O.T. is better. You know, and that's just I, I'm I'm interested in seeing how they pull it off. But that that for me is like a really big. I, I like the idea of having different stuff in that in that manner. So those are my thoughts on it. Um, I guess unless either of you have anything else to say on that subject, I'm gonna move on to the next email. Guys? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, this one this one is from Baca Negra, I think. I hope that's how that's pronounced. <laughs> um, quite frankly, I. Your name looks Italian to me, but I don't know if it is or not. But it looks like the kind of thing my grandmother would say when she's really mad at me. So I'm going to hope uh, that I pronounced it correctly. Uh, like, But yeah, there we go. Um, hello, watchers. Love everything you do. Besides the great content, I particularly love Al- Anne's laugh. I'm going to say Z-Bart's laugh. Uh, Anne's you know, laugh. I actually Z-Bart's read prankiness. the email that way. When I was going through his emails, I was reading it. I was like, Alex's laugh? What? <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> no, it's Anne's laugh. Anne's laugh, Z-Bart's crankiness, and Rossi's funny impersonation of evil characters. Fascinating. Uh, anyway, I find myself with a bit more time on my hands for reasons, and I decided that I would like to try and read one or two WoW novels before Legion comes out. The only books I had previously read was Rise of the Horde, which changed the way I look at Morlocks forever. I never liked them before, but I hate them now. Anyway, I know that Anne recently published a recommended reading list for Legion, but it was quite long. My question is, if you could choose only three books from the recommended reading list, which ones would you recommend be read before Legion? The additional requirement is that I strongly prefer books that are available in ebook form. Uh, thanks again, 
Bacanegra? I can't. I don't know how to say your name. I'm sorry. Uh, do you want a fun fact from my Wikipedia Googling? Sure. So I looked up this name. It is an Italian name. You are correct. And it, it translates to the two parts of the name are mouth and black. So Bocanegra would be a speaker of darkness. Okay. Or the one who spoke of evil. Okay. That, that's cool. I did look Italian. So there. if this person is a warlock or a shadow priest, great. Good job. Well, he's not a warlock because he says he hates them. Says she hates them. Uh, but one anyway. at this point, I'm going to turn it over to Anne because Anne wrote that list. Yeah. Well, the problem the problem here is that as far as ebooks go, there's not a lot of World of Warcraft ebooks out there right now. Most of them are the newer books that have to do with like current events in World of Warcraft and not so much the past stuff. I think the earliest one you can find that's in ebook format is Beyond the Dark Portal. Um, so it's hard to recommend anything on the list because hardly anything on the list here other than War Crimes, Wolf Art, I think Storm Rage is on ebook. And then the short stories that are on that list, of course, those are free to read because they're just on the War- World of Warcraft website. But the novels, like the earlier novels, those aren't available in ebook format. Um, I would bizarre. still recommend, though, that if you're going to read anything, you should probably read the War of the Ancients trilogy. Yeah, you can really get that. It. You can get that in one volume. You don't have to buy all three books separate. There's actually a War of the Ancients archive that has all three novels in one book, which makes it a little easier anyway. It's not the same thing as having it on your Kindle, but it's one volume. So. Yeah. Um, since you recommended that, I'm going to say that basically the um, you, if you want background information, you already mentioned Rise of the Horde, so I would say. Uh, for for Legion at least, um, man, that's really hard because once you say that, once you mention the War of the Ancients, that's kind of the big deal. That's the big uh, one. Uh, well, uh, I'm I, just gonna I've say been get on a holiday gift guide for our site, which will hopefully go up tomorrow. I hope wanted it to go up today, but probably tomorrow. Uh, one of the ones I included on that list is Storm Rage because we've seen that Storm a, a lot of the, the Emerald Nightmare, the Nightmare stuff will be in Legion, and I mean Malfurion himself is going to be there, so it just it seemed relevant. Storm Rage is available for Kindle. You can get it in ebook format, so that's a good one to get. Is the Illidan book out yet? Nope, that comes out in the spring. Okay. If it were out, I would tell you to get it just because I'm sure it'll be interesting and it's got Illidan in it. And I um, recommend The Last Guardian by Jeff Grubb just because I really, really like that book. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's it is one of the better ones. What it has to do with Legion, not so much anything except it's Cadgar's backstory. So, And we'll be seeing we a lot Cadgar's of Cadgar. Involved. Yeah, we'll we'll be seeing a lot of Cadgar and Legion, so you might as well. Um, Some of these being missing from ebook is weird because I know at one point they all were on Amazon for ebook, and now only about half of them. Yeah, most of the ones that are available for ebook right now are, like I said, it's the recent books. It's everything from Storm Rage onward. It's like I'm just really uh, curious why Arthas, they would discontinue an ebook. I don't know. Maybe because the formatting wasn't quite right. I don't know. Did they they did they run out of imaginary paper? Well, no, the thing is, actually, is, can I, Alex, we both know this from putting out our own ebooks. Uh, the ebook format can actually be really hard to format properly. And when they were first doing it, the pubs in particular tended to glitch out large sections. Yeah. Hmm. I know because I've actually had people tell me that my book is missing whole chapters that I knew I put in there. So, so I actually had might to, have oh, I actually had to maybe go they're and, revamping yeah. it to re-release the ebooks. I don't know. I had to I go mean, and reconvert my book to EPUB to get better, basically. The one I the one I just quickly looked to check if it was there was Cycle of Hatred. Because I own it in paper, and I know that's one of the older ones, and that is not available in ebook. 
Yeah. There's a lot of them and right now that aren't available on Kindle for the moment. It It's unfortunate that there's not um, a book about Aegwyn, actually, because her, that story would be pretty important going into this. Just kind of touched like, on a little bit in Last Guardian and in Cycle of Hatred. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, all we get of little bits, and I'd like to actually, it would be nice if there was an actual book where we had, like, you know, when she beats the Avatar and sticks him in the, the, uh, the uh, tomb of Sargeras, yeah. so we could actually have some kind of idea of what did, what did she do? What did she raise? But we'll find out. So, okay, next one is a um, orc shaman named Elemente. Elemente! <laughs> uh, you, you off? I just thought, you know, Elemente! <laughs> I da, 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 I don't know. Um, I just honestly I read your name and thought it was just saying element. I'm like element, orc shaman on the Maybe nose. Maybe it is element. There? Maybe it is element, yeah. and they just they had to put the e on the end because element was taken. I like elemente better. But I do like elemente. It just has that I like very, extra you know, on the end there. From car watchers, where is the exact location of the Bastion of Twilight Ring? The entrance is usually is up in the sky in the Twilight Highlands, but the raid itself is clearly underground with lava all over the place. The best answer I myself can come up with is the Grim Batal, considering the, the, the matching aesthetics of the Dwarf City and the raid, and the fact that the last boss, Sinestra, was killed there by her own Twilight Dragon creation. Akamagosh Elemente. Um, originally, it absolutely was in Bastion of Twilight. In fact, with the last boss you fight you mean in, in Bastion Grim Batal? Yeah, in Grim Batal, sorry. Uh, originally, the last boss you fight in Grimital, when you've fought him, it revealed a way down into Bastion originally. That was the plan. Um, then they realized they had a hard time actually implementing it, so they, they switched to the open air entrance. That kind of does leave the actual location of the Bastion kind of up in the air. I'm sorry, that's a bad joke, but it's the truth. <laughs> but uh, it is. Think... It's on that spire, through that portal. I never thought about it too much, but I assumed it was like a magic elevator in that you get in on the top floor and it portals you down to the bottom floor and you're underground. I just figured yeah, it's just a portal it, point into somewhere in the depths of Grimbatal. Yeah, it, it could be Grimbatal. It could literally be just underneath the area that it's floating on, which isn't exactly near Grimbatal. It's near it, but it's not... It's not directly over it. I mean, it could be anywhere. It's the thing about they never actually, since they never actually say, they don't really have to worry about it. Um, but yeah, your your argument is valid. I mean, it's certainly what I always assumed it was that it was Grimbatal. Well, Night uh, I was of the actually, Dragon, was, everything in Night of the Dragon kind of took place in and around Grimbatal. And yeah. That I was, was, I was all about Sinestra and all of that. Yeah, I was just disappointed. The Skulvern guys, not the Scardian, was that what they were called? The, uh, the, dwarfy monster people the dwarf lizard to, people yeah they were supposed to be descended from the uh, dark irons that got stuck dwarf there after lizards yeah yes. they were in the book they oh. didn't make an appearance they didn't make an appearance in cataclysm they were in the concept art yeah. if you've okay. got the art of cataclysm book there's pictures of them in it but they didn't actually make it to the game they were supposed to be stunted deformed uh, monstrous dwarf people who were twisted by the evil magics of the place uh, i was if if those had ever showed up anywhere, that would have helped connect it, in my opinion. But yeah, we don't really actually know for sure. It's never strictly... No one ever says, Welcome to this Bastion of Twilight, located directly underneath Grim Batal. The latest yeah. and hottest nightclub of Grim Batal. The Bastion of Twilight. So yeah, that's okay. that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just shorted out. My brain was like, are we still talking about Grim Batal? Like, I, I don't know what to do here. Sorry, brain. Um, next email is from... Oh, we have a duplicate. Yeah, I How'd know. That 
I was already skipped. I can't, however, even with the pronunciation guide, I have a hard time. Ukeries? Ukeries. 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 Okay, the way like, you've pronounced it in your pronunciation guide made it harder for me. I would have just said Ukeries until I looked at your pronunciation I guide. Guess, now. I mean, if you, I, pro- I guess you can read it as like Akires. No, Ukeries. I see it as Akires because Alakir with an E-S. Yeah. So Akiris. That's what I was having trouble with, the Urkiri bit. But yeah, it's Akiris. Okay. Uh, I've been listening to you all for a long time now, and it's obvious that you really, really love the, the World of Warcraft. What is it that makes you love it so much? Why and when did you start playing it, and what has kept you playing it for so long? In regards to this, what are some of the most emotional moments you've had playing the game? Thanks. Uh, again, uh, I'm going to let Alex go first, even though God knows what he's going to say. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> A, you just get done pointing out that sometimes you're contrary for no reason. B, the idea of hearing you talk about really, really loving something just kind of frightens me. Um, well, I will say that what are some of the most emotional moments you've had playing the game? I'm not a particularly emotional dude, so nothing really stands out for me on that front. Yeah. Um, I just like World of Warcraft because well, while I don't have a big social structure with the guild anymore... Uh, I met a lot of friends in WoW back in the day that are still my friends outside of WoW. A lot of them don't play anymore, but I still am good friends with them. And I met my girlfriend through WoW in that particular guild, and we've been living together for like seven years. Uh, So a lot of the connections I've made in WoW are still like huge parts of my life. And obviously it's my job now. Uh, I have a business based off of World of Warcraft. So... Uh, a lot of those things are why I still keep playing. And as far as gameplay, it's something that's uh, continuous and it, it keeps getting new stuff. And it's something I can either do with a group or something I can do solo. There's not a lot of games that have both aspects. Uh, like Fallout 4, I love Fallout 4. It's a solo game and it's going to have an end. And I can't play with people if I want to. Uh, Heroes of the Storm or something like Overwatch, it's all entirely multiplayer. It's not something I can do on my own time. I can't really choose how to play. There's just one way to play. Uh, and World of Warcraft gave me a lot of options in that great social structure, and it, I've kept with it. Okay, Anne? I, this is like a longish story, but... Um, tell it. I, no, I don't really want to tell it, because it's like all emotional and stuff, and I've told it a million times before. Um, why do I really love the World of Warcraft? It's all about the story. It's always been all about the story. It's been all about the story since I like watched my friends play Warcraft 3 back in the day. And they, I watched them play it because I'm not that good at RTS games. But my friend got really enthusiastic about the story about this particular RTS game. So he's like, you got to watch me play. So I sat down to watch it play. And I'm watching all these cutscenes and going, wow, this is actually really kind of interesting. Hmm. It's like watching a movie only with really boring bits in the middle where he's just building structures or whatever, right? And then World of Warcraft, I got in on the beta through a friend of mine who had, like, an extra key to give away or something. I forget. Anyway, so I was in the beta for Vanilla for a little while. And the second the second I loaded in, the first character I made was a Night Elf. And the second that I loaded in to Teldrassil, and, you know, you're there, the big trees there, and it's all forests and stuff like that. And I think I killed a rabbit. I think that was the first thing I did was I thwacked a rabbit on accident. Cause I clicked it, but there was just something really evocative about the world itself. Um, and I had come from playing city of heroes and city of heroes was, you know, it was like a pretty industrial game. You play in superheroes, superheroes are great and everything, but for whatever reason, Warcraft felt 
way more vivid and kind of alive, and I really liked it. And then I liked the story in World of Warcraft, too. And like Alex, you know, I met all kinds of people playing the game. <laughs> Over all the time I've been playing the game, I met a heck of a lot of people. And, yeah, the story just always keeps pulling me back in. So, Yeah, yeah for um, me, uh, for uh, me I'm going to tell mine now. Thanks. <laughs> for me, for me, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, I actually wasn't a big Warcraft lore fan at all before I played World of Warcraft. In fact, I kind of looked my nose down at it. I kind of thought, like, you know, hey, I play D&D. I'm cooler or something. I don't know. It's like that old thing. And I didn't, I didn't play D&D without learning a little something about courage sort of thing. But when I actually started playing WoW, I honestly started playing it because the, the girl I was in love with, who ended up being my wife, she got into the, uh, the beta. And she was like, you'd love this game. And I was like, huh, I don't know, MMOs doesn't sound like a thing I want to do. And she's like, no, seriously, you've got to play this. So she made me play on her account. Please don't report us. It's been 11 years. Um, and I started playing a Paladin, actually. And that was my first experience with the game. And right around that time, she had to leave because at the time we were living at my place in Seattle. So she had to go back up. She had to come back up here to Canada. She was living in a little town just across the border between Alberta and the, the neighboring province. And so... The only contact we had for two, three months was was both of us logging on and talking to each other in World of Warcraft. So I was like leveling a character with well, she was well, she was ahead of me at the time, but so I was leveling as fast as I could. And we just would like go down to the docks at Minithil, and it'd be like five o'clock in the morning, like real time. It was five o'clock in the morning, and we would just talk. And I, the sun would come up in Minithil. I'd really forgotten that. It's just because it was like I could do. Like all the stuff they, they, that everyone's talked about, I could go play the game, I could do group activity, and I could just have this weird little life. Like this character, I've I've never gotten rid of that guy. I still have that character. He's changed races a couple of times, but I've got him. I don't think I'd ever get rid of him just because he's got so much history with him. I've played, I've done every expansion, I've I've done every raid. Um, I mean, I've got my my first. Like I remember when I got my first legendary. And this, like, I could, the story of it, like how I got it, because the druid, the druid heal lead for my guild insisted I get it over over the paladin that had like also spent TKP on the piece because that paladin was also a healer. He was like, he DPSs in raids and you don't. And I just remember this moment where this person who had no reason to stepped up and, and said, no, he deserves it. Does DPS in raids? He's he'll use it. He he's put in the time. He deserves it. It's not fair that his tanking gear cost him points that you're now so you're now getting this item over him and just little pieces like that i have a hundred stories thousand stories like all the way i I have a story about Anne going crazy laughing in a in a in a dragon soul ring which one laughing (laughs) do you remember um we're we're doing the bloods on spine of deathwing yes and at one point just before we kill him the first time uh i i think i actually screamed something like i have a million bloods and 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 uh, our, our guild leader at the time just goes, please, God, don't let him die. <laughs> <laughs> and then Anne starts laughing hysterically. It's right, right on bench. She just starts <laughs> laughing hysterically. And the boss dies. And we're all like, oh, my God, yes. And then I died because I had a million bloods on me. It and then the raid proceeds to die. The voice. It was, the, it was yeah. our guild leader. Just the way yeah. that he said it was just... Yeah. Please, God, don't let him die. Uh, you, you'd have so, to know our guild leader, but yeah, yeah. They, he he was he was he didn't ever talk with a lot of inflection in his voice ever, oh, and it no. was the combination of like the desperation and the lack of inflection, you know, the lack of any yeah. kind of. 
So it was like listening to a robot beg for its life, and it was really, really. <laughs> or, or like if if Eeyore was your raid leader, it would be like if having Eeyore for your raid leader. Please don't let it die. Yeah. <laughs> just like. Yeah. Just so yeah, the, a million stories like that she that have kept the, me in here. He was the Eeyore of raid leaders, really. That's that's a very really apt description for him. <laughs> There's like two or three different kinds of readers I've had in my life. And just the thing is, I could seriously, like, I think all of us probably could. We could stand here. Alex could tell you about the fact that his guild was the backwards guild. Oh, yeah. Like, every fight that everybody else has had problems with, Alex is always like, oh, yeah, we destroyed that in like two minutes. Yeah, it's true. Um, th- that was constantly a thing. Like, these these bosses that were called, like, the guild breakers and these things that were supposed to be super impossible and took people months to beat this boss, we would one shot and we were like, what's the big deal? And then these bosses that were just straightforward DPS checks, like you punch it and it dies. We're like, this is the hardest thing ever. We can't do it. We've been on it for three months. And everyone's like, what's your problem? Just kill it's it. Patchwork. <laughs> yeah. Just kill it. It's patchwork. Why are you having trouble with patchwork? Like, seriously, I remember Alex like and I would two literally... mechanics to it, you know? Right. Alex and I seriously would argue in, like, guild, whatever the th- I think we had. What did we have back then? Campfire? Slack. Yeah. We would argue for, like, hours about fights in Campfire because he'd be like, no, Kalefloss is so simple. You just do this, 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 <laughs> right. this, and this. We had no problem with Kalefloss. <laughs> we beat Muru pre-nerf. Yeah. And it was not even hard, but like Felmis took us forever. Yeah, whereas I and guilt, Brutalist like took Come us on. forever. I still Brutalist some of my favorite some of my favorite raiding memories were just from my first raid guild because the first raid guild that I was in, I didn't even know about the existence of Vent or Teamspeak because we didn't use it. So everything that we did was typed in, like all the class calls, all the all the rotation calls and everything. It was like a series of keybound macros that we had that would broadcast to a particular channel. We made it like a lot harder than it had to be. But uh, all these people came from EverQuest, which I didn't know about. They all knew each other before they came to World of Warcraft. And they were a particularly high-end guild in EverQuest. So I stumbled into this guild of people that already knew each other. But... Our raid leader was a priest who did the heal lead stuff, but he was also narcoleptic. And if you don't know what that is, it means that you fall asleep just randomly. <laughs> so he'd be yeah. in the middle because because we didn't talk, right? He'd be in the middle of typing a long explanation for the boss that we were about to, you know, just type it out line after line of text of what we have to in the different phases where he wants people to stand, that kind of stuff. And then we'd be waiting for that next line of text and it would just never come. And at some point about, you know, two, three minutes later, one of the other guys would go, yeah, he probably fell asleep. <laughs> What's that? So yeah, I don't know. There's just a, you know that's the, the game kind of it's the social aspect of the game that really drives it. But you can the fact that you can take or leave it that is unique. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't I don't say this to bring it down or anything, but I, I think one of my struggles in this last expansion or so is that uh, the social the social structure I had in WoW uh, almost none of those people play anymore. Yeah, and that's kind of been my issue is I haven't been able to adapt very well so i haven't been doing any group content because uh i'd be like i'd grab the same people from my guild all the time when we go run dungeons and there isn't a single person i used to do dungeons and raids with that still plays not a one of them uh so that's been tough for me trying to refigure out like well what do i do in this game with those people who i played with for like seven eight nine years all of them left at the same time see and i think that's where where does that leave me 
I think that's where you've got kind of a unique experience too, because you've been with the same guild since vanilla. Oh yeah. For, yeah. It's, it's the same guild from beginning of world of Warcraft until like late cataclysm or no, it was, I think it was right before warlords. Like everything fell apart. Yeah. Like see, everybody I knew left late Mr. Pandaria. That, that raid guild that I had in vanilla, it busted up in the middle of AQ 40. So I jumped elsewhere and found an RP guild and made a bunch of friends there. And then that kind of lost its interest because I found out that we could do like server transfers. We could transfer characters. So I went back to Horde and then I joined another guild over there. And then that kind of fell. I've done a lot of jumping around and you know, with each guild, that I've gone to, I've stayed with them until the bitter end, but I've also done a lot more jumping around. So maybe I'm just used to making new friends, like finding new places to go. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, a lot of these people I played with, like I said, they're still my friends. I talk to them outside of the game. They just do other things with their lives now. Yeah. And me hitting the gold cap in World of Drainer was pretty much a result of me not knowing what else to do with myself in a while. With suddenly everybody's gone. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm not going to run. Uh, the only way I'm going to run dungeons is through either finding a new guild, which sounds like a whole lot more work than I feel like doing right now. So it's just queuing for dungeons through looking for group or doing LFR. Uh, and if I don't feel like doing any of those things, it's like, oh, how can I grind some gold today? That's pretty much been this expansion for and on that cheerful note, uh, we'll move on to the Sorry. next email. This one's Probably the last one. This one's also from a patron. Uh, this one's from Anishi. Uh, greetings, mighty council of three high atop of the Blizzard Watch Tower. Cloud patron uh, Anishi, uh, Anishi, Fury Warrior of Darkwind, Alliance slash Wormrest Accord. First time asking a podcast question. Woo-hoo. We've been hearing from some time now that the Park District and Stormwind would be tidied up sometime soon, trademark. Uh, so every patch I check to see, but it's to no avail. Do you think Legion will finally bring us this update? Uh, what do you think will be done? I know it won't be brought back to its former glory, but I'd like at least cleaned up finally. A little landscaping, a lot of backfill, perhaps in place a memorial, maybe a new path to the harbor, make it a park again. Also, in that same thread, I know Blizzard doesn't like revisiting old content, but don't you think there should be at least some simple cosmetic updates to past content, perhaps some flavor text to reflect our progress? It doesn't seem like we're getting a little of that in Legion, thanks to classes and artifact weapons, but I'd like the Veil of Eternal Blossoms cleaned up, at least you know, remove the shock corruption. Thermal Isle and Gilneas could also come to mind. Uh, just something without having to revamp old content entirely, yet not leaving it stuck in time forever. Thoughts? Thank you kindly for your time, Anishi. Uh, since you guys care so much about the park, I'll let one of you go. Uh, they did say they would clean up the park. I don't think they're going to. Uh, I would love them to do it. I think with all of the powers we possess in World of Warcraft, the fact that we can't fix the park is ridiculous. Uh, Even if we're not going to reclaim the land from the sea, we can, you know, tear down that building that's a burnt-out husk, put out fires. It's still full of criminals. It's uh, It's been full of criminals since they did the entire cataclysm thing. It was full of maniacs. They're still there. No one felt the need to get them out of there. Well, that's, um, that's part of the problem, really, because that location there has the criminals in it because it's part of a quest chain. And if you take that building out, then that means that that quest disappears. And how cares? important is that quest to the flow of old content? So you have to, like, uh, it's ask not, yourself. It's really bad. I hate okay. that quest chain. <laughs> Just saying. It's terrible. Okay, but that's you personally, okay? The thing is, is, like, every time you remove something or you put something back... 
every time you put something back, you have to remove something. And if you have to remove something, that means that something else has to go there in its place. And it's uh, additional. We do have phasing now. Yeah, it's still it's still additional work though, and that's the same thing. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, would I like to see the parks come back? Yes. Do I really expect them to dedicate time to Stormwind's Park when the Burning Legion is invading the planet? Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but would it be nice? Well, yes. Keep wrecking Stormwind. Yes. My solution is that the Legion attacks the park and just the park. Just the park. And it's like, just, we had and just fixed it when the Legion like came. Playing it, they just terraform it. <laughs> No, no. The best part is just have it like the Legion are attacking, and have some guy standing up there with a the shovel going, "I had literally just fixed this." <laughs> well, then what the Legion if, attacked. What if because we've left it on fire and disgusting for so long, the Legion looked at it as like they must really like this horrible mess. Let's change it and Let's they fix it so it's not it crappy. Expecting us to go, oh no, we love that pile of crap. <laughs> so we beat the Legion by basically pretending oh, we no, like it. Oh, we liked it better yeah. when it was on fire. It kept us warm. Continue you setting our fire. Yeah. Like I said, they come in and instead of attacking it or raising it to the ground, they just terraform it, make something nice about it. Um, now it's Mardoon. No, the best part is that they turn it into Mardoon light. It's got all the buildings from Mardoon, all green and black, everything. He turns it into a... <laughs> and floating oh, in the air yes. just to make everything yes. start floating the park, towards the sky. The park is floating. Well, at least uh, the Gilneans can move into weird demonic buildings instead of being trapped in Darnassus. Yeah. Honestly, I say, if I if I had a magic wishing ball and I could wish for one thing in, in World of Warcraft and get it, it would be actual Gilneas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, straight up, let the Worgen go live in Gilneas. I don't care if it's too close to the the undead. I don't know. Stick some horde I thing love, right next to it. Sit out. I don't care. I love the architecture there. I love the buildings there. I love the design of the place. And it just seems a pity that you only get to experience it for one tiny little section of a starting zone. And that's it. It's crazy to me how much effort they put into making so many different buildings and all the aesthetics of Gilneas. And it goes away after that starting zone. Like, but you don't see that stuff anymore. No. Uh, you just... get, like, a, there's a battleground, and I think rogues get to do their legendary there. Yeah, you get to go through that. it, and it's full of people that are following the orders of a guy who's actually a dragon in disguise. Which is pretty cool, don't get me wrong. The rogue legendary chain, very cool. It really enjoyed doing that. But I would like to see something else happen with the city. And I would like to see the Gilneans live somewhere other than... A tree. A tree. A tree in their A tree in a tree. A tree on a tree. A tree yeah. on a tree in a city that is a tree. Yeah. The, the whole thing is just not. It. I mean, great. It, it kind of feels like they put you there because they're afraid you're going to get like, you know, they're going to you're going to like mark the rest of their city or something. <laughs> Here, this tree, this tree is OK. Any other tree and it will be the newspaper on the nose. I mean, what gets me is. Like, okay, there's these two aspects to the Worgen and the Gildans. There's, like, the the Victorian werewolves aspect, and then there's the Druidism aspect. And everybody was super hyped about the Victorian werewolves. They're like, no, we're totally going to the Druid stuff. You're going to be in Arnassus. You're going to be on a tree. You're going to hang out with all the Druids with their what, leaves and petals. I think what bugs me is that all the Gildans are there in Darnassus, but the leader of the Gildans is in Stormwind Yeah, on the other continent. Nowhere near his like crystal. 
at this point, here's my my suggestion: give the the, the goblins a like weird little area next to like Darnassus. I don't know. They've got like a giant submarine. You can go hang out there and give the the worgen back Gilneas, and boom, there's an alliance capital. The weird horde presence over there for no reason. Good, <laughs> we're done. Why are we? With why the, the goblins have on a submarine? Yeah, <laughs> a giant to- submarine. No, no, it's an oil platform. It's an oil platform. Yeah, okay, it's an oil platform, or it's a, you know, it's it's the, it's like it's literally a floating goblin head sticking up out of the water. Slurping, like, it's slurping up oil with a straw. Yeah, sure, whatever, no, just do that. It sounds goblin. Slap that there. Slap that there. The, the elves would be like horrified, like, oh my god. No, you have and to go want- do fit, do something about these guys that are living over here, and it'll be part of the starting zone. Hooray. Meanwhile, the, for- the, the Forsaken can be horrified that the werewolves have taken back Gilnaeus. Like, now we gotta live next door to werewolves? Bad enough? We, we were undead. Now we have werewolves next door? This is totally turning into a universal monster mash. You know, I actually, I really want this now. Like, this floating goblin head oil platform, <laughs> except it's pulling the oil out of the ocean floor through a straw into its mouth. And it also actually, has an arm that's flipping off Darnassus. <laughs> <laughs> I, everything you just said, except instead of it drinking the oil from a straw, it's actually fountain the oil out up from its mouth. <laughs> Let's do it. S- squirting out of a cigarette holder that it's got clamped between its teeth like a goblin version of FDR. Just like it looks like just like Jaster Gallywicks. Sure. Whatever. I don't care. I, I imagine it was like ridiculous shades on and it's all gold. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All gold. Why did you build it out of gold? Are you kidding? We're all gold capped. It was the easiest metal we had. <laughs> Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. As always, if you have an email for the show, um, either use the Patreon site to leave us a message or send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com, and we'd be happy to listen to them, read them out, talk about them. That's what we do here on the show. I'm Matthew Rossi, and this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Thank you very much. 